game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. So by the time you hear this episode, all this is, for one, already out of date, but there's probably going to be about another four or five trades that happen within the next hour or however long this podcast takes to record because this past week has been absolutely insane with trades, signings. Like Riley, welcome, first off, welcome back to the House League Heroes podcast, episode number 11, joined by Riley as always. Where do we want to start? Like, and I'll just point this to you. Um, you want to show how much stuff has happened this week. Which draft do you want to start with? Which draft? Um, I, I guess we just go with the expansion draft um, at the moment. You know, I think we can brush over that quickly enough, so... Like, there has been so much. How how have you been, though? It's been a while since we chatted. It's been almost three weeks. I think we did that yeah, Thursday episode, and I was gone for a bit, so. Yeah, it's been a while. I've been good. I, I got sick, so I've been out of commission here for a bit. If my voice sounds a little off, that's why, but I'm good now. And how have you been? Surviving the heat waves, because there's nice. been a lot. Uh, the province was practically filled with smoke, and I, you guys had it bad in Calgary, too, hey? Yeah, very bad. The smoke absolutely destroyed my throat. I had to take a couple of days off of work because I couldn't even breathe anymore. But we're doing better now. Is it is it still smoky there at all, or is it kind of yeah? Yeah, it's it's off and on. Like we get a day kind of cleared, and then the the smoke rolls back in, and we get taken out again. Crazy stuff, man. There's just fires everywhere. I, something like uh, a week ago, Saskatchewan had a hundred more active wildfires than the yearly average. That's crazy. And I think there's still there's still tons burning up north. Like, I don't know. It's it's wild. Um, I thought the, the smoke would have been from the Oilers, uh, Oilers fans burning down their town because I don't know <laughs> what Ken Holland's doing this offseason. We'll get to that again. There's so much to talk about. But let's start with the expansion draft. Um, I don't know if you have the team in front of you, Seattle, Dallas, uh, picked their team they drafted their team there was a lot of question marks going into it like Carey Price was left unprotected Tarasenko wanted out of St. Louis like there was a lot of big names that could have went to that team I think they kind of went for a direction of we're not going to try and be the best team on paper and Ron Francis stuck to his guns which is we want cap space and he's got 30 million dollars going into this free agency yeah it's it's definitely a good spot to start your team with um I'm Definitely confused as well on a few of their picks. I don't see why you don't take Tarasenko at least out of those guys. You know, I can brush off Price and, like, Duchesne, some of those guys. But I feel like you need someone, and Tarasenko is definitely that guy for them. Besides that, um, I I, I like the role that they're they're going for. I liked liked the Vince Dunn pick. Vince Dunn seems... Like, he just, he was a guy that never got a chance like he needed in St. Louis, right? Like, he never got the the top ice time he needed, right? You're playing behind guys like Pareko, Petrangelo, um, Krug when he went there, uh, Justin Falk. It kind of almost felt like it was hard for him to get into the lineup, and he did really good when he was. I think just change of scenery, I think a young defenseman like that, I think he's going to be great in Seattle. But, uh, yeah, it... Not taking Tarasenko, that one shocked me. I thought if there was one star you were going to take, it was him. I know he hasn't played lots with, you know, his shoulder and everything in the last few seasons, but, you know, you pay him set, you pay, you get a star on your team, a marketable star, right? Like Tarasenko is literally the guy's nickname, and you only have to pay yeah. him for two years if it doesn't work out. So that one, yeah, that was a bit of a confusing one to me. Um, I was really hoping they took price. Yeah, I thought that would have been cool as well, but it just clearly wasn't the way they wanted to go. That's a big contract to pick up. Um, and I think their goalie picks were solid anyway, so I think that's a great mm-hmm. start to build with with that uh, tandem there. Another shocking one was um, they didn't take Kakinen from Minnesota. I thought I, that was another one I thought was a layup. They Instead, they took Carson Soucy, but I thought it's funny with Kakinen this year. He, he Talbot got hurt a little bit, and Kakinen took the reins, and he was fantastic. And then I remember he had one game. He let in nine goals, and they just never started him again. They left him in for all nine goals, and they're like, um, for some reason, you've lost all our trust after one yeah. game. Yeah, that's definitely not – wasn't fair of them. He played great, has been overlooked, I think. And 
I like once I like I said, I think they'll be good with their tandem, but I hope that they did at least take a good look at them before they made their choice. Yeah, because they, their goalie is Chris Dreeder, who they ended up signing an extension with as well. I don't have the exact details in front of me. I can't keep track of every single There's thing that has way happened. Too much going on right now. <laughs> like doing my show prep, they're all just like, uh, like three word blobs yeah. on my page. I <laughs> I can I can be bothered with all the little details. And then um, Vanacek from Washington is the other notable goalie that I remember. Uh, yeah, it's a good tandem. What? Uh, how do you feel about Mark Giordano leaving Calgary after, what, like 15 seasons or something there? Yeah. Um, obviously, great legacy here in Calgary. Everyone's going to miss him. Um, I know he had a rough last season, and people, you know, were starting to see that his time here was probably coming to an end. Um, whether that be retirement or getting traded. And this is the way that it went. So shout out to Giordano and his great career here. And I am excited to see how he, he does. And he's probably going to have a leadership role there in Seattle. So that'll be cool for him. He, yeah, he was phenomenal defenseman on the ice. Like he won the Norris two years ago, at like 35 years old. But it seemed like just for what he did for the city of Calgary, um, that's a that's a tough guy to lose for people in the dressing room. I think you saw Tree living like he looked. He knew it was gonna happen, but he looked pretty upset when they found yeah. out they were taking him. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation as a Flames fan. But I think we've talked about it. They need some turnover there, and I think yeah. this is gonna get the ball rolling on that. So, uh, other notable players: Jamie Alexiak picked up from the Stars, and they then signed him to an extension, I believe six years at like 4.5 ish around yeah i'm guessing there um jordan eberly on the islanders and lula morello getting a lot of question marks about this one because he protected uh who was it calc cal buttercup and <laughs> matt martin their their fourth two thirds of their fourth line over jordan eberly and josh bailey yeah um, well, I, I do know there was talk about Everly moving and, um, I knew Islanders fans were also talking on their own, wanting him to leave based on his last few years. He has been pretty inconsistent. He's been good in the playoffs when he's needed to be, but in the regular season, he just isn't where he's, he needs to be on that team. And I think that's fair to protect the guys. Like Matt Martin has been huge for them, even as a fourth liner, like he is a huge fourth line grinder for them and he's someone they'd need to keep on that team so i I, i'm not going to give him too much slack on that um and i like bailey so that one i would see it as a bit more of a a loss if they lost bailey but uh i think it works out that everly's gone well the islanders have now projected 17 million dollars of cap space to work with this offseason and one of the biggest problems people have with this team is outside of barzell they do not have a star like they have Tarasenko. a bunch of guys, Tarasenko. They have a bunch of guys that play, you know, play the system well and they fit well under trots. I mean, they took Tampa to a game seven and lost by one goal. Like they're yeah. they're a good hockey team, but I think sometimes you need that player that you can you can ride on and rely on to coast off just skill. I mean, that's all the Lightning have essentially. They play like ass. Doesn't matter. They have enough skill that they can ride off that. And I think the Islanders with free agency coming up this year, uh, maybe, maybe take a look at adding some, maybe Gabe Landeskog because there's, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of picks out for them still right now. I, I, I would love to see Tarasenko there. I know he's one of the teams on the list that he would go to, mm-hmm. um, Landeskog. I doubt that could happen, but Eichel's still out there. Um, we're just waiting to see what happens with that. And I'm so excited to see what happens. An but... Eichel trade is going to happen the moment we stop recording. Probably, yeah. It, like, we're just going to hit stop, we're going to stop talking, and then both check our phones and just instantly start yeah, freaking out. exactly. <laughs> um, also on Seattle, the uh, Flurry brothers reunited Kale and Hayden, which I thought was pretty cool, which seemed to be a trend over this last I, week. I was just going to say, what is going on with <laughs> brothers right now? I feel like this happens every couple of years where there's just like a surge of brothers all around the league, and we're, yeah. we're in a big one right now for sure. 
So uh, when the New Jersey Devils offer sheet Quinn Hughes this offseason to to make the trio happen, are you going to be upset? Honestly, I'm okay with it. That would be cool <laughs> to see those three together. You know how sick that would be with how young they are, right? Like, yeah. I know some of the Stahl brothers played together a lot, but they, it's kind of been all over the place. If they were all this young playing together, I, that would be – imagine Quinn and Luke on the on a D pairing together. Imagine just like, the power play. That would play. be gross, man. <laughs> the I power know, play like, would just you. be three – three out of five are related by blood pretty (laughs) yeah pretty cool stuff so i thought that was pretty neat with hayden and kale get gonna be able to play together in seattle and see how that goes do you have anything else you want to talk about on the expansion i have one thing that broadcast sucked i didn't actually even watch it so much stuff like the entire draft got leaked the day before because for whatever reason they just decided to film everything the day before the draft and made it very easy clearly to for the insiders to just scoop whatever they wanted well frank Valley uh woke up on twitter and was just feeling dangerous he broke everything I, I don't think i've ever can recall a time where an insider broke that much stuff in such a short amount of time like i don't yeah, know who was imagine. telling him this but hey. he had his source man yeah, the pay he was getting from leaking that stuff, man, must have been great. That was a good day for him. Like that was, and like huge. people are are mad at him for it. It's like that's his job. Yeah, like that's what. What are you getting mad about? We want to hear these things, and I know it's annoying because like it's exciting to watch a draft, but that's his job is to get it as early as possible and hear those little snippets. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how that's how he makes his living, and he did a fantastic job. I don't know what sources he used, but boy, he pretty much yeah. just. Uh, spoiled in it he he spoiled an entire draft i think there was one team uh detroit you didn't know who they were losing at uh come the expansion draft that's probably because steve eiserman's one of the scariest human beings in the world he's just stone yeah you're, you just leave that alone you don't, yeah. don't even you don't like, even get that team at all there's no there's no sources inside detroit because eiserman will just not let them live if they oh. ever spilled any beans um but yeah no the broadcast was terrible it was very boring, typical NHL fashion. I mean, they had, I think it was some ESPN guys doing it too. That's where we got the Carolina Panthers, which is a football team. And yeah, well well done on that one. That's dash one NHL. Um, it just Yeah, it just, it seems like the NHL, you look at like NFL drafts, right? They are so hyped for just announcing yeah. a player's name. This was nothing. No one cared. Even like it, yeah. the only people that cared were the people in Seattle, which fair enough, it's for them. But yeah, but it, they already knew who they were picking. They acted excited, but I doubt they really were. It was just very dry. The NHL has this problem all the time. It's just very straightforward. Let's make it cheat like cheesy yeah, they as don't, possible. They don't bring in the right crowd. They don't do it the right way. It just doesn't. They just don't know how to do it. Like the one of the picks, um, I think they were picking the San Jose player from the Sharks, and they had her swimming in a fucking fishbowl, a shark tank. <laughs> I was like, that is the cheesiest wow. and dumbest. Yeah, like yeah, oh, imagine like you're, way to you're think outside the box, there, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, imagine you live in Seattle and you go to watch this. You're like, oh, we're getting a hockey team. Might as well check out who we're picking. You see that? And you're like, okay, I'm never watching hockey God, ever bring, again. Yeah, bring back the Sonics at this point. Like, yeah. They should bring back the Sonics, though. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. they, The NHL did not uh, did not hit that one out of the park. We'll just say it. It was, especially compared to Vegas, man. The Vegas one was just a party, which, I mean, what do you expect in Vegas? Yeah. But... Um, which is really unfortunate because I liked the the setting they had with the waterfront and the background. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it did look good. Um, yeah. So also, what looked good. This will be the final thing on Seattle for me. Uh, those jerseys are sexy. Those okay, look good. good. Yeah, they look very good. I like both. Uh, I saw the away ones and I was hoping the homes would look good, and they looked great as well. So I'm excited to see those on the ice. I was skeptical when I first saw the logo. I was like, I don't know how they're going to make this work. And they they did a fantastic job. They they knocked that out of the park. They got the yeah. uh, the jerseys right. Um, anything else you want to you wanna add here at the end of the expansion draft? No, that's all good for me. All right, so I've got trades 
galore written here, so I'll try and run through them. We have to go back a little bit, and sure. we'll talk about the Edmonton Oilers, who traded for Duncan Keith to from the Chicago Blackhawks for and a and a young prospect. I can't remember the the prospect that Chicago gave up as well, but for Caleb Jones and I believe a pick with no salary retained. And I thought Edmonton fans were going to burn the province down. I don't know what you're thinking there. I know he wanted to leave and he wanted to be in one of the the three teams, Calgary, Edmonton, or Vancouver. But clearly Vancouver wasn't going to work out after we've seen their trades. And it almost would have made more sense for Calgary to take him. But with no salary retained, I don't see why anyone takes him. Yeah. And the fu- the weird thing is, they took Keith at a five point five million dollar contract or whatever it is. It's in the five million somewhere, and he's he's just not good anymore. Like on a Stanley Cup winning team, he plays top six minutes and maybe like second line penalty kill. He's yeah, it's it's shown, man. Watching him since that Nashville series, he is not the same. They and then they let Adam Larson go. Who yeah. only who signed a reasonable deal four by four? Who's and the, then oh my Clef god, bomb sounds like his career might be over. Yeah, yeah, Clefbaum might not even play next year. Which I I hope he comes back at some point. It doesn't sound great right now, but like that is just you got to be a little more considerate about what you're doing with your money. I yeah, um, and, and I don't even mind Keith. You know as from the Hawks perspective, you have to honor it, right? He wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest. He wanted to be closer to his son, which is understandable. And I don't think it's a terrible fit for the Oilers. He brings some pedigree to a team that has just seemed to can't get over the hurdle mentally when it comes to the postseason. but for no salary retained. It doesn't make any sense. I saw that. And I, I was very upset that Keith left. I wanted to, I wanted him to retire here because he's yeah. the best defenseman of all time. But like, holy! And you cow, saw the return, and it wasn't as bad, eh? I saw there was no money retained, and I just pumped my fist. I was like, I can't believe Bowman somehow managed to do that because I was like, Bowman's gonna mess us up somehow. Yeah. But um, oh man, Bowman! Bowman lost a lot of goodwill with I think a lot of Hawks fans later <laughs> on. We'll get to that, but uh, yeah, that was a big deal just with how good Keith was man and I I'm really gonna miss him in Chicago that 2015 performance by him in the playoffs when he won the con Smythe was maybe the best by a defenseman ever he was yeah. averaging like 31 minutes a night for chemo team and who played like four it was oh it was nuts yeah crazy it was a different time crazy stuff man that guy was a warrior then we had a big this trade to bypass me because with work and everything so much going on I Ryan Ellis, who you hear his name and you think Nashville, he's one of those defensemen that yeah you you pair him with his team, goes to the Philadelphia Flyers in exchange for Nolan Patrick. I, there might have been picks and stuff. Yeah, I think going there was, each way, yeah. um, and then Nolan Patrick then gets flipped to Vegas for Cody Glass, which means now that all the first round picks that Vegas had in their inaugural year are no longer with their team. Cody Glass is now with the Preds. Um, Suzuki is with the Habs. And I can't... I uh, Brandstrom is with the Senators. Yeah, I... Man, I, I really think Vegas won on this one. I love Nolan Patrick. Mm-hmm. I know he's been a little underwhelming, and he's had some injury issues and some uh, mental problems with this game. But, geez, I think if he can get something rolling with that team, I think that's going to be a huge win um, for Vegas. You don't go second overall by not being good. And I watch. No. I watch Nolan. Lutz. I, you might have seen him too. If whenever he yeah. rolled into town with the Hitman, but like we saw him here lots play Prince Albert. That guy was an absolute. Be- I I told him he. I said I told him like I know him. Yeah, I told my good friend Nolan. Pat- no, I said he was going first overall. Um, yeah, no, I I did watch him a lot when I was younger when he played um in the dub and. Yeah, he was great, man. Uh, and it, it's kind of upsetting to see how his career's been a little iffy, but I think he still has tons of time to mm-hmm. prove what he is. Well, God, he had that concussion that took him out for, like, almost a season. 
Like that, that's not easy to come back from, like let alone just the concussion itself, but being away from the, the best players for almost a year and then trying to get back into it so quickly, that, that's not easy for a player. I don't care who you no, are. No, especially right? a young one that yeah. hasn't had his start really kick off yet. That's, that's a tough way to go. Yeah, I, I love the deal for um, Vegas. And it just seemed like Cody Glass was a guy, too, that needed change, which is we've said yeah. the Predators need to to start kind of rebuilding and tearing the ship down. Well, they got Cody, Cody Glass now, who I think is going to be a really good center. Yeah. And the Flyers get a good right-handed defenseman. Yeah, I think that's also a great pickup for them. He's just so solid. He's a very consistent defenseman. And I, I, I think this was a pretty even trade across the board, I'd say. Yeah. If I ordered it, I'd go Vegas first, um, probably Philly second, maybe. I, I think the, the other two are tied, maybe. Like, it's just all all three players that went where they were filled each team's need. Yeah. Like, Vegas needed a semi-cheap forward who they're giving a chance to, and boy, if Patrick lives up to his potential, like, there's just another. Huge. There's your first-line center that everyone was saying Vegas doesn't have that, you know, uh, they say lost them the the series or the cup this year. Yeah, uh, Nashville gets a young piece to help their rebuild, and Philly gets a solid defenseman to probably play alongside Provorov and try and bounce back after the awful year they had. Yeah. Um, next up, I had another pick with the Flyers, and this one was I felt they gave up quite a bit, and when I saw the what they gave up for him, I knew the Hawks were going to be giving up the world to get Seth Jones because we've known this is going to be happening for two months. It was just a matter of when Robert Hag and a 2000 and the 2021 first rounder, the flyers, uh, which then became Isaac Cozen is the player they drafted with it. And a second round pick in 2023 for Rasmus Ristolainen on Buffalo, another decent right shot defenseman who's only one year, um, but a first round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's definitely been overlooked for a while now as well in Buffalo because he is a solid defenseman. I I remember when I saw him uh, play in Calgary. He's huge, and he skates so well and just moves the puck, and he's just quiet. Unless you're looking at him, you don't notice it because he's not aggressive at all, and it's just I feel like that was, you know, that they could have got more for him. Really? You think the return was low? I think it could have been higher, yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. I, I don't know. I Look, and again, you have to take into account Rasmus Delinen has only played on a terrible Sabres team his whole career, um, which probably feeds into the metrics of he's not the best analytically. There's a lot yeah. of eye test people that say he kind of doesn't look great, but um, we'll have to see what he can do on a pretty well-built Flyers team, right? So you got to... Because, I mean, Buffalo and Arizona, those are the places people go to die. Their careers in. Look at Phil Kessel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want the hot dog. Like when was the last time back. you heard his name, man, besides us just talking about him because we like him? Yeah. When was the last time? He needs to be eating hot dogs out of the cup again, or maybe he upgraded <laughs> to burgers. I don't know. If I, <laughs> um, next, it's funny. We were just talking about this guy last episode. Pavel Buchnevich is now heading to the Blues in exchange for Sammy Blay and a 2022 second round pick and uh it should be noted that Buchnevich still has to be signed he is still an RFA but they have the rights to him and all that stuff yeah I think you definitely try to sign him I, I like uh Buchnevich a lot I think he's very underrated and yeah that, that could be a nice addition for the Blues I think I think the Blues fleeced him here yeah I, they did not give up much for a guy who had almost point per game this year and and you have his RFA rights with some cap space, like you're gonna, yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like the move for the Blues, especially if you're losing Tarasenko. They brought in a, a little bit of a younger piece down the center, yeah, to to maybe take some uh, stuff or some pressure off O'Reilly to not be the sole top guy there. Um, don't know if you have anything else to put on that. This one, I'm really excited to see what you have to say. Jim Benning somehow managed to get out from Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson without retaining either of these guys. He had to give up the the first round pick this year, which ended up becoming Dylan Gunther in Arizona. 
2022 second and a 2023 seventh for Oliver Ekman Larson and RFA Connor Garland. Yeah, so pretty happy about that. I know we talked about it earlier, but man, I, I never thought we would ever lose Louie. I thought he was there to <laughs> a buyout, man. Like, I, I thought he was just going to haunt my nightmares forever. But, um, yeah, I, I was, at, at first, I was upset about losing our first round pick um, because I thought there was still hope to get Luke Hughes because I know a lot of uh, anal- analytics people had him going a bit later in the draft. But as soon as I saw him get taken at fourth, I was like, okay, never mind. There's not really anyone else I was looking out for um, mm-hmm. this year besides him. So, so with first of all, who is Arizona going to ice next year? They, oh, like, who's on their team? Dude, what are they doing? They are taking on every single bad contract, every single dead cap. Like, what was the other one a few weeks before? Literally, Andrew Ladd. And some picks went to Arizona, and Arizona gave nothing up. They just took them, which I mean is good. Just, yeah, yeah. But, but oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they're gonna ice. Like it's, I yeah. Who's left there? You have the remains of Phil Kessel. You have Dvorak, like Keller, Keller, uh, Chickering. I feel really bad good. for Keller. I feel bad for Keller, man. I I think that kid still has so much potential, and he's just like stuck there i feel bad for everyone there <laughs> yeah and you know what the funny thing is connor garland was upset he said he wanted to to stick i know the rebuild i know he did and you know that does kind of suck for a player to like to see that from a player but um i'm excited to have him in vancouver because i like him a lot and also same with ekman larson i know he's been a bit off these last few years and he is expensive but some of it I think it was 12% of his salary was retained by the coyotes. That's Mm -hmm. not terrible. And we know he wanted to go here last year. So that changes someone's attitude big time when Mm -hmm. they want to be somewhere. So you, you see it all the time with players, man. Sometimes a change of scenery is just what they need. Like it, you're, you're in the same place for so long and especially Arizona where they just never got better. They added pieces, they drafted and they, they never got better. They were, they would, um, balance the line oh my god it's a it's a tough day for words look bear with me here they would straddle the line of mediocrity every single year and i think ekman larson's going to a team he's playing with a countryman and um elias petterson if they re-sign him which i imagine they will um you're gonna i think i truly think oyel is gonna maybe return to at least somewhat of what he we all know he could have or what he used to be. Yeah, I think I think he he's going to show us at least something. Maybe not what he used to be uh, as shut down as he has been, but I, I am excited to see him for a few years here. Now, with about twenty one million of dollars of cap space projected, this is on cap friendly for the Vancouver Canucks this year. You have Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, and Connor Garland to re-sign all with that money. I think you're moving all those contracts like Beagle. Um, Roussel, like you opened yourself up six million dollars more. Yeah, but I still smell an offer sheet coming, and that's why I really hope New Jersey does it, just so that we can unite <laughs> the the Hughes brothers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be definitely cool. I know. Also, Vancouver is now buying out Jake Vertanen's contract. That's mm-hmm. been confirmed. So it's going to be interesting for sure. We got a lot of work to do. They're going to be tough negotiations, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't know which side has more leverage just because you both, like Petey and Hughes, you guys didn't have your greatest years, but we desperately need to. Both sides definitely have a. (laughs) Yeah, they both have some push and pull on both sides, right? I think it it really comes down to where the players want to be, right? Um, So we'll see how that works out. Going to be interesting. It's going to be a neat uh, neat offseason for Vancouver. Benning, whatever you do, July 28th is f- free agency. It's when it kicks off. Worry about Hughes. Worry about Pedersen. Worry about Garland. And lock your phone away because you are not signing any fourth liners to a $4 million deal to play fourth line yeah. center. For real. He's going to try to pick up Prezan Sutter last yeah. second. Yeah. 
Oh my god. By the oh man, we never even talked about that. I don't think we recorded since that happened, man. Those buyouts in Minnesota. When is when have you ever seen that? Two players who signed identical deal on the same day getting bought out the exact same time. Yeah, definitely weird. I think it was probably time for them. Um but you know, they had great careers there, so well, they've they've now opened up uh, a lot of money for about the next two or three years with with the buyouts. But years four and five, that dead cap is about fifteen million dollars worth against their cap space. So they've got a. It's almost like they have a like a three year window here with Kaprizov. Get him back. Get Fiala back, and build. You have a lot of money going into this offseason. Maybe bring in a piece to help push for a cup because they're on the clock. That will come yeah, back. Yeah, they to definitely bite them. are. They have a little window here where they can make some some impact, so they, they should definitely try to capitalize on it as soon as possible. I don't know if this report was true, but apparently Suter was uh, very upset that he got bought out, that he just straight up hung up the phone, I think, with Bill Guerin. Interesting. Which I don't know if that's true, which... I hadn't heard about it, but... Sorry, man. Like, Guerin didn't sign you to that. He's got no... <laughs> obvi- yeah, you guys aren't, you know... The Suter one was surprising, though, because he still is a very good player. Like, I think that's a guy you can justify. It still is a lot more money than he's worth, but you could justify paying him that money. Yeah, in in some respects. And you know what? I think think they'll like it better when they get with a new team. Maybe they can prove that a bit more. So I think Parise showed um, when he's got a fire lit under his ass, he can... He can be pretty good. Remember, he got into a few playoff games for Mini, and he was great. <laughs> like he, yeah, was... I'm, I'm gonna be surprised. I don't even know where Prize would go right now. Where was he drafted? The Devils, right? Bring him back. Yeah, that I'm fine. Back. New Jersey, sure. sign everybody this offseason. I don't know. I need. I was, you know, Subban staying there. I wanted a Price and Subban connection in Seattle. <laughs> oh my god, it, it just the draft <laughs> let me down. Um, after that. This trade, I think, kind of blew up the the hockey world. This was, oh my God. Okay, so Seth Jones was tra- traded to the Chicago Blackhawks and then signed an eight-year extension worth $9.5 million each year. That's a lot of money, $9.5 million. A that, it's a very, that's a lot of money. And a that extension time. doesn't kick in until next offseason when yeah. he will be 28... 28-29, getting close to the wrong side of 30. So Seth Jones, the 32nd overall pick in this draft, which then went on to draft Nolan Allen, former Prince Albert Raider, by the way, which I was very happy that he's now with the Hawks. And a 2022 six-rounder for Adam Boquist, who the Hawks picked eighth overall in, oh, that would have been 2018. And the 12th overall pick this year, which the Blue Jackets used to select Cole Sillinger, a 2021 second rounder, and a 2022 conditional first rounder. The condition on it being if it the Hawks win the lottery and it becomes a top two pick, it then becomes a 2023 first round pick. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> you knew I knew it was coming the the trade for Jones. If there's one thing I'll say, I'm very happy to bring it and Doc didn't go the other way because that was talked about for a long time. Yeah. And Bowman was smart enough to not get rid of either of those guys. And I don't even mind for a rebuilding team, I just don't know how you give up Adam Boquist, who was looking really good at times this year, man. He looked like he was yeah, taking like some him. strides forward. You're a first or and then essentially a first and a second because we got a first back this year. It was just late in the round, but I don't know. It feels, I feels it, which really sucks because Bowman was doing this rebuild so good, right? He was being patient. He was letting some contracts wear out. He wasn't signing any big money, right? He was trading for bad contracts to get some picks and some young players. And now I just feel like he kind of got a little impatient and pulled the trigger. And listen, I like Seth Jones. I'm very happy they got him. I think he's a really good defenseman. Nine and a half million dollars for eight years is a huge gamble. Yeah. 
that's expensive and a long time. I feel like they could have got that down a few years, but I who knows. It, well, I I feel like the price you, you could have got down like and which by the way th- this extension was probably being negotiated for a long time between the two. So that means Jones was probably coming and asking for around like 10 10 and a half, which oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. And I just don't know the the only defense I have on Jones, right? Everyone says he had a really bad year this year. Name one person in Columbus that had a good year. I will not be doing that for you. Exactly. Like, there was nothing about that team went right. There was all the Tortorella and Dubois stuff, and then Domi, and then Line, and you saw the quotes come from Line. Like, I don't even want to think about hockey right now. And then uh, Merzlikens at one of the last games of the year, he's like, I just want the season to be over with. It hasn't been fun. You had, you know, and then doing this all, you're an awful team. During COVID, mind you, these players still went through this pandemic in a restricted environment. And, you know, they just lost uh, a teammate and friend in, the, in that goaltender, right? And I, I'm, I apologize that I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but just was not a fun year in Columbus. And I don't think you can blame a guy for having a bad season and wanting out. No, not at all. So... Look, it's it's going to be neat. Uh, we got Nolan Allen out of it, which I'm very happy about. Big defender with the Raiders when I worked the um, board op for them and we did hit of the game. It always felt like w- he was in it, which was is a good thing. The Hawks need a big presence on the back end there. Jones is a big defenseman. He can skate. He's got some pretty bad underlying numbers analytically but i'm sure he can turn it around i like his quote saying i don't think i've hit my peak and i really hope that's true yeah and i'm gonna miss boquist man because he took some real steps forward this year which sucks yeah columbus got a got a hell of a package so after that then jake bean so that was kind of the peak i'd say of the draft weekend um i don't think there was a trade that really topped that jake bean then got traded to um um oh my gosh come on here columbus for the 2022 second that they had just acquired from chicago in that trade so columbus flipped it then for jake bean i really like what columbus has done they're they said they don't want picks they want players that are young and they've brought in two defensemen already in bean and um boquist that are going to be good yeah what do you think about the vorcheck Cam Atkinson trade as well. You know what the funny thing is? So much has happened that when I saw this, I was just like, yep. The fact that Atkinson <laughs> and Vorchek just went one for one should have been one of the biggest trades in hockey. And I looked at it, I was just yeah. like, yeah, okay. another, another trade. Yeah, Vorchek's out of Philly where he didn't like it or whatever. Yeah, crazy. And it seemed like apparently Cam Atkinson was pretty upset. I don't know. I seen mm. a picture. Yeah, of him. I, I had. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it seemed like he was he was dedicated to Columbus, which sucks, especially I feel like it is a business, right? You got to do what's best, but man, you but have it, a guy Part of the business is keeping guys that want to be especially in Columbus. Yeah, like you never get people that want to stay there. So why uh yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. Um Vorchek, I don't I can't remember how many years he has left on his deal. It doesn't matter. Columbus has all the money in the world right now anyways. Yeah. And yeah, Vorchek's time in Philly, um, I think he's very happy to be gone. There was reports that like he just didn't even like the fans anymore. He didn't like anything. He just hated the city. So <laughs> Yeah. Fair um, enough. Can you blame him? Philadelphia. Come on. No. You're the lesser of the two in Pennsylvania guys. Let's be real yeah. here. Um, they know it. They do know it. Crosby ran that Crosby you're owned by literally another player on <laughs> an NHL team. Um yeah, so we've talked about that. We've talked about the Oilers. Um, the Gabe Landeskog situation, uh, it was reported that they offered him like eight years at 5.5, which was a big low ball for your captain. A little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, pretty pathetic Colorado. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, if you're going to uh, offer him like that long, then uh, you're going to have to bump those numbers up, right? Or, or put the the years down and offer him more like something well and then the other way was lannis gogs looking for what sounds like north of nine million which yeah i'm sorry lannis gog you're not 
making Ranton or McKinnon money when McKinnon resigns, right? Yeah. Um, and we we know McKinnon will take less, right? Because he he wants to be there and he wants that group to win and believes in it. So you can't have your captain asking for that much. Yeah. Right? So weird situation there. I I honestly really thought Seattle would have taken him and tried yeah. to sign him, but I I guess they. Decide, you know, they went with Don's coin instead, which was another good pick. Um, I really hope Landeskog stays with them. I want that team to stay together because they... Landeskog is one of my favorite captains, too, because I remember that year when in the playoffs against the Sharks. Remember that offside call that got a goal taken back and it was him yeah. just going to the bench? He, yeah. he probably could have had every right to just, you know, be pissed off in post-game and say that's the dumbest rule ever and he just took it he's like i need to be better i gotta get off the ice quicker and i think he he earned a lot of slacking yeah yeah he earned a lot of respect from a lot of people with how good of a captain he is so i i really hope they uh they get him back but from what it sounds like right now it's still not even close to what the both sides want um we should probably talk about speaking of colorado mccarr signed his extension Nine, uh, nine million AAV for six years, which he makes less than Seth Jones. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know how you feel about that, but he should not be making less than Seth Jones. No, definitely not. Um, another huge deal though for Colorado. That's that's a nice one to lock down for sure. For six years, yeah, it's uh, yeah. They're they're looking like they're gonna keep everyone there, which is yeah. nice to see. Um, then we had another trade. I don't even know what this trade was, by the way. I saw it on Twitter, and, and then I just scrolled by because it was another trade. Sam Reinhart is going to Florida. I have no clue what the return is. Um, I'm guessing a first-rounder came back. It would have had to. Yeah. Let's see. Sam Reinhart trade. Um. Yeah, first round and oh, Devin Sorry, Levi. Man. Yeah, Devin Levi. Devin. So yeah, that's. I think that's a good. That's a good pickup for Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well man, and then Florida, Florida had a busy few weeks too, right? Like they bought out Keith Yandel, which freed up money to sign Duclair and Forsling, and Duclair finally got his you know, somewhat long-term deal that he's always been looking for because how many teams has he bounced around on with one-year contracts? Yeah. Um, I think they still have Sam Bennett to re-sign. But, yeah, they've had... I think Florida's had a great offseason. I think they're... It sucks that they lost Drieger, right? You're going to have to really hope Bob can can pick up the, the pace a little bit. But, yeah, no. I like the trade for both sides. Buffalo commits to their rebuild. And Florida just gets better offensively more than they already were, which is, I don't know, even know how that's possible. <laughs> um, we talked about the brotherly connection earlier in the podcast. So the Hughes brothers are together in New Jersey, Luke and Jack. You have the um, Jones brothers in Chicago with Caleb and Seth, both defensemen. You have the Flurry brothers in, in Seattle with Kate, Kale, and Hayden. And there was one more I'm looking on my sheet here that I can't seem Yeah, I can't remember who. Find. But there's there's a lot of brotherly love happening all across yeah. the NHL. Crazy. Um, Taylor Hall re-ups in Boston for four years at a AAV of $6 million. He fit well in Boston, the short sample size they had. I think it's a good piece to bring back. Um, I like the deal. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, I think he fits in great there, uh, and he definitely has those years left in him. So, and listen, by the way, if I sound to people listening, if I sound dead and exhausted because this show, they're like, I'm just trying to look at everything and make sure I hit everything we want <laughs> want to get to because it has been a while since we recorded. Um, like I'm just looking through my paper here is huge. Um, Shane Gossespierre is going to the Coyotes. Oh, yeah. I did want to talk about that. Yeah, I think... I don't know. The Coyotes just need something else, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know if Ghost Bear was their, their choice there. I think... 
Arizona needs to move. Um, yeah. They're, yeah, I don't know why they're still in the desert. They're, oh, are, no. they're probably going to relocate, man, in 10 years if they can't turn this team around like they... Yeah. Man, I know Batman really wants it to work, but you at some point you just got to take the loss and <laughs> and move elsewhere. Try something else, yeah. Um I keep forgetting too the Coyotes now are coming to the Central Division, which as a Hawks fan makes me very happy because <laughs> I don't know who they're going to ice on their team, which makes me think there's at least one team we can do better than next year. Yeah, you got a free freebie. Exactly. Um this signing passed me by. I didn't even see this anywhere. Um the only reason I know is because a friend told me Miro Heiskanen signs an eight-year extension worth $67.6 million, so about that's an AV nice. of almost 8.5. Really good deal. Yeah, that's nice for him. I think that's even across the board. He could easily outperform that contract oh, or play right into it. Like I, that's, that's just a good deal for everyone. He will outplay it. He's phenomenal. Yeah. With He is that run he went on with Dallas in the in the um, COVID covid cup bubble holy yeah. man that guy was as sturdy as a defenseman as you could find so yeah so i really like the deal for dallas um and some retirements nick jomerson uh didn't announce today but it's out it's he's retiring and you know yeah. they said it um he's not the guy to make a big deal of it so there's probably not going to be a, a public announcement made from him he was a three-time champion on the chicago blackhawks dynasty and was one of the best defensive defensemen in probably the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, always solid, always very consistent, uh, great career. So, Congrats to Nick Jalmerson. I can't remember if we touched on this last time, but Pekka Rene also announcing he I don't think we retiring, did talk about that. Which is very sad because he, Dude, is, he, he was a, heck of a, a huge, huge idol of mine growing up as well. I loved Rene, loved his play style, and it's... It is sad to see him retire, but, you know, great career. He was so close. So close. In that in that 2017 run, that was an emotional run for him, too, because wasn't that yeah. after the year, remember, he, like, was banging his stick just repeatedly across the post, and people were like, oh, I don't know if Rene is going to have it, and he came back and yeah, he did. lights out. Um, A few more things. Oh, one more trade we do have to talk about, because this one, I think the Hurricanes really dropped the ball on. Alex Nedeljkovic traded to the Detroit Red Wings for Jonathan Bernier's rights. He's a UFA, by the way, so they you really have no leverage there in signing him. Once free agent hits, he can talk to anybody. And a third-round pick. And then Nedeljkovic signs his extension because um, he was unsigned, but he was an RFA at $3.5 million AAV for a goalie that just took you to the second round. Detroit is crazy, man. What does Eiserman do? I don't know. I think he just scares everyone that he talks to into making a deal with him, and they just accept it. He's got black magic or something. Like he, yeah, because that's crazy. I I don't know what Don Waddell is doing. Like Carolina, the perfect comparables are: look at a team like Toronto. They spend so much money on their players. They give money out willy nilly. It seems like like Dubis with the contracts he signed. Carolina is the complete opposite. They grind you for every single penny. Yeah, you're telling me you have a goalie, a, a young goalie, by the way, who was in rookie consideration, like rookie of the year consideration, who posted a 9.23, who took you to the second round and played decent against um, both Nashville and Tampa, and you're telling me you can't sign him for three and a half million dollars? Yeah, I guarantee you could have. I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe like, what were they thinking? Is there you, any? You could have because you want to hear. Their goalies under contract, they have none. <laughs> they yeah. have one at, who makes eight hundred and seventy-seven grand, and I don't know who it is. Rhymer's up, Mrazek's up, Bernier's up. Like I don't get why, where you're struggling to they, find this. They money. have to have a plan, right? Like they have to have something else planned. I would, but I don't know what it is. I and that's the thing. Don Rudell is not an idiot. He's a pretty good general manager. But yeah. Holy man! Like you've got to. You better have something good because you just yeah, lost a, a confusing, so. you just lost a uh, potential rookie of the year goaltender, and who who was great who like who was just you they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning which so did every other team 
Yeah. I oh man, I don't know. And they they might not get Hamilton back. I don't know if that's why they want to save all the money for him. Which, Maybe. Okay. Fair enough, but you still need a goalie. Man, um, I don't know. I that one boggled me. I couldn't believe it. I at first because I thought maybe it was because Nadelkovich was asking for the moon and the stars, right? But he's not. Yeah. No, clearly not. So, um, and the last thing I should probably bring up, uh, the Montreal Canadiens first round draft selection. Um, they drafted Logan. I don't know. What's his, how do you pronounce his last Crux, name? Crux or something. I don't know. Um, but he was, I believe he was. Mal, con- Mal, I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah. It um, anyways, it was their first overall pick and he, I believe was, he, oh man, I don't even want to, I don't know how he to had explain a, this. He had a sexual, <laughs> like, he had a consensual sexual uh, relationship with a girl um, yes. and then without consent took pictures of it and spread it around. Yeah, to like his um, hockey team and everything. And, yeah. And, and is getting charged for it, I believe, in, was it in like Sweden? I is think that where so, he's playing yeah. or something? Yeah. And he had asked that no teams draft him because. He said clearly he's not mature enough to mm-hmm. be playing in the league right now, not ready for it. And Montreal went along and drafted him anyways. In the first round, no less. In the first round. And he, there were reports that other teams were going to take him later on. I know. Like, it wasn't just the Habs. And I think we have to look at this connection here with all the stuff that's going on with the Blackhawks. Um, you hear this sexual assault case with Brad Aldrich just keeps just new disgusting details keep coming out every single week. Mark Bergevin was part of the Blackhawks when that happened. Yeah, and not great. Now he's drafting a kid who quite frankly he's right. Yeah, you weren't mature enough to be taken yeah, yet. Clearly there's something else you got to figure out before you come play in the NHL. You know, there's kids that just don't understand it yet and it's good to see that that kid does understand that he has Mm -hmm. some work to do on himself but that doesn't help his situation at all getting drafted like that that just makes it look worse for him man bob mckenzie couldn't have said any better he said uh it that statement is going to be met with um scorn like when the haps defended their their picking of him Bob McKenzie's like, well, guess what? He wasn't punished. He went, he's a first rounder. What punishment and yeah, he didn't learn repercussions has he faced? I forgot the kid's name that was drafted by the Coyotes last year. Mitchell Miller. But yeah, Mitchell Miller. He's not even he's done, right? Yeah. And he learned his lesson because he he'll probably never play in the NHL, right? Yeah. This kid isn't he hasn't faced anything yet and he's trying to, and it's just it just hurts everyone. I don't know what any team would be thinking trying to take him and listen i'm someone who does believe in second chances like exactly i'm not but the kid does have to show like he's he's grown and realize what he's done wrong and uh you know people say oh well look at the the comments he made about you know i'm not mature enough to be drafted no fuck it you're not like (laughs) that's obvious to anyone and yeah apparently the victim wanted a like a heartfelt written apology which I believe what he sent was a like three line text is what she got Great. from him. Yeah, so maybe go figure out that uh, relationship with that girl a bit better. Sort that situation out on your own. Take some time off of hockey and work on yourself. Maybe therapy, some stuff like that, and then consider coming back mm-hmm. with whatever you want, right? And like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's uh. Again, I and I don't like talking about this, right? Just because we're Obviously. not we're not the the experts in this <laughs> yeah. category. Like there are reporters out there that do a lot better job of reporting on this and presenting all the facts way better than we can. Um especially with how much stuff has happened, right? Like this was something I kind of just wanted to bring up and mention because it does need to be mentioned. But um yeah, so Montreal, I don't know. I th- you guys, you're gonna have to face the music. Like it's, you made this decision, man. You're gonna have to lie in it. Yeah, and how how tough is that for this kid if they bring him in so- too soon, right? Like if he mm-hmm. comes in the lineup, you know how hard that's gonna be for him for to play under the spotlight and deal with the, all this at the same time. That could just ruin his career right off the bat. Yeah, and you know it's gonna be hard for for 
teammates with, uh, you know, maybe a daughter or a sister or just girlfriends, even yeah, girlfriends, just anyone in general to look at him with respect. Like that kid is like, you know, just talk to him like a a friend, right? Like that's, yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard for fans to root for him too. I like, I don't know, Montreal, I show much. I like Montreal should be ashamed of themselves. Really? This kid. Yeah. Any team that was considering, I don't want to just put it on Montreal because well, the thing with Montreal fans right now, they're trying to justify it by saying, oh, other teams are going to take him. It's like, okay, well, that's not good either. That doesn't make it any less bad for you. Exactly. Dude, I can't stand Montreal fans that are like that, man. Like one of the, I saw a comment, this guy goes, it doesn't matter what they do off the ice as long as they're good. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Are you stupid? What a dumb thing to live by, man. Like, what? Oh, my God. That's like, yeah, we these athletes, like, that's just saying they aren't people. They're literally just something to watch, and there is, they have no consequences for their actions. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, they can get away with whatever they want. No, well, they have. They have for years, and that's what we're trying to change, right? Like, it's... It's not fair. <laughs> exactly. It's not. You are people at the end of the day, and you live in society. Like, you need to face consequences for your actions. So, yeah, yeah. the Habs, you're right. Any team that even considered taking him should be ashamed, right? So... Um, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, elsewhere on the Canadians, uh, Shea Weber sounds like his career is done, which I feel is not being made a big enough deal because he is a, he's an era-defining defenseman, really. Yeah, absolute legend. Everyone knew him growing up. Everyone talked about how hard of a slap shot he has. People mm-hmm. still talk about how they're scared of his shot. And great career. Absolutely insane. Great leader. Um you know, I'd love to see him come back, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be happening. Yeah, uh, man, I think a thumb, knee, foot. He's got a lot of injuries that he's got to uh, get better. And yeah, it doesn't sound like he's coming back. So congrats on a on a great career by Shea Weber. And um, it sucks that he got so close and uh, almost tasted Lord Stanley. But who knows, maybe there's a, you know, a miracle or a big turnaround and he can come back with the Canadians in a year or two, but um, yeah, congrats on a great career. Shea Weber. That's all I have on my sheet, but if you have other stuff uh, that yeah, I, missed... I just, I did quickly just want to go over the, the first round of the draft a little bit and what mm-hmm. you thought about um, some of the picks. I know we didn't know a lot going into it. Um, Owen power was pretty much set to be the first. Is there anything else that surprised you that we haven't talked about? So I'll be honest that I've pulled up the uh, draft list on my phone and this is the first time I've actually looked at it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like I'm just working. I have not had time to look at any of this. So Owen Power, that doesn't surprise me. Matthew Beneers, they were thoughts that he might even go number one, right? Like he yeah, was there was the a little closest, bit of talk. He was the closest thing to Owen Power. Um, that doesn't surprise me that Seattle got him. Mason McTavish, again, a, a lot of these rookies I can't comment on. I haven't done any research on where they played and all that stuff. Um, a center for the Ducks, so it looks like maybe him and Zegers are on the table in a few years. Luke Hughes to New Jersey. Again, we talked about that. That's pretty cool. Kent Johnson goes fifth overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets, another center. Uh, Simone Edvidson, who I'm really high on. I've heard nothing but great things about this guy, and he seems like a phenomenal player. And, of course, Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings are going to get him because... Yeah. See, I think gets everything he wants. I think this next one, seven overall, um, William Eklund, mm-hmm. this kid, I think is going to be the steal of the draft. I think it's huge for San Jose. Um, I've looked at him a bit over the year. I've seen some highlights, and I, I think he's going to be good for sure. Nasty. Did he play? Yeah. He must have Eklund. That's got to be overseas, right? He yeah, I think he's yeah. Swedish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him on San Jose. That's going to be cool. I wonder as we go down the list here too, how many of these rookies play in year number one, right? Cause this draft, yeah, that's always the question, especially this year. Yeah. Because I think like even Owen, like usually the first overall pick you're like, yeah, they're gonna like, they're ready for the NHL. Right. That's why they go number one. I don't even know if they'll play Owen power this year. Yeah. Right. Especially it's like, Buffalo. it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea to, <laughs> develop him for once especially yeah and not drive him out of town Um, yeah within his first three years (laughs) jesus god you pretty you did it 
Yeah, you have to learn from the mistakes of Rasmus Dahlin because you almost killed that kid's career. Yeah. Um, Brant Clark, OCLA Kings, uh, we've heard a lot about him. Uh, good defender going to the Kings as well. Kings, I think, are going to be a sneaky playoff team next year. I think They might be. In, in that division, Some... it doesn't look good. They're, they have great prospects. They've mm. had them for years. They could bring up a lot of guys and move a lot of lines around this year and definitely do something. And, you know, Doughty's still there, you know? Like, sometimes yeah. he, he annoys me because he just the way he acts, right? And, like, he isn't as good as he used to be. But I think he can still have another season or two left in him. I love the LA Kings, and I really hope they do kind of go on a little bit of a run. Like, those uh, 2012 and 2014 uh king's teams were one of the most fascinating cup 2012 teams. was crazy yeah like th- those cup teams were some of the f- most fun hockey to watch they were just yeah they played such a complete style of game and oh man they were incredible so i kind of and they still have a lot of people there right like dustin brown kopitar Doughty, quick It'd be nice yeah. to kind of see them run it back um dylan gunther we mentioned goes to the coyotes good winger there tyler bush boucher Goes to the Senators at number 10. Cole Sillinger um, goes to the Blue Jackets. That was the Hawks pick that they traded. Uh, I have a question, actually. What is what is forfeit pick? Like, what is that? So you remember that, you remember that scandal that uh, the Coyotes had with the draft combine? They brought, oh. they brought um, a bunch of prospects or whatever to their combine when they weren't yeah, allowed they, to do so. Yeah. And they had to forfeit their pick. So I think... I don't know. I didn't watch the draft, but I don't know if they just went up there and were like, we forfeit the 11th round pick or if they just jumped straight to 12. But okay. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. The NHL could have just taken it out, but I guess just to okay. show that they forfeited it. Um, Matthew Coronado, what what do you know about this guy? He went to the Flames at 13th overall. The first time hearing his name when I saw that draft, you know, um, I hadn't heard anything about him. Seems like a good kid gave a pretty basic speech about being excited to play. I, so I don't know. I'm going to have to do more research on him before I say much more. Maybe we'll get, uh, we'll get Tony Trozo on. He can, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll I'm sure he fl- can break that down. Yeah. He'd probably give us a half hour explanation on it and <laughs> make us realize how good of a player he is. Um, I, Isaac Rosen, we mentioned went to the Sabres at 14th overall Sebastian Casa, who went to Detroit the Hawks were apparently eyeing up with the number 12 pick when they had it and apparently could be a franchise um, changing goalie. So good on Detroit there. Brennan Ottman to the Rangers. Zachary Bolduc to the Blues. Um, and then, you know, you get down here. There's a lot more names you go down, like Carson Lambos is a name I've heard, right? He went to the Minnesota Wild. Um, Nolan Allen I talked about at the... Uh, last pick of the uh, first round goes to the Blackhawks. And I just remember the other brotherly connection that we forgot, the Doc brothers. Kirby and Colton Doc will be on the same team, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I also know uh, Drew Krebs, uh, hometown kid, got drafted to Washington, Peyton Krebs' brother. We had another kid in town um, that got drafted. I, I can't remember his name, but my brother knows him. His friend's brother or something got drafted, so... Lots of kids coming out of Okotoks these few years, and it's crazy to be from here and see that. They got Riley. Uh, in case you guys don't know, Riley Barton's um, entering the, the draft next year. Yeah, looking to go in the 18th round. 18th round. <laughs> I don't even think we'd be eligible anymore. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you had any first-round surprises after that, but... Oh, I'm just looking for, I'm going to call this Eklund thing right now. I'm going to call him to be a, an absolute stud. I'm just going to say that right now so that it's up in the air. Because I said it when Patterson got drafted and everyone was doubting him. I said he was going to be good. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be good. And this is, I haven't said anything like that since. So I'm going to say that for Eklund this draft. All right. So Riley Barton, he's given the Riley Barton guarantee on the San Jose Sharks, uh, William Eklund. Um. That's all I've got for the show. I don't know if you have anything else. Again, I'm sure we've missed a bunch of like little things, but there's a ton. Holy cow! We man. could go two, on for three hours. We missed the yeah, busiest we two weeks. We missed the busiest two weeks of the season. So, um, yeah. Anything? Yeah, else I'm to... excited to. No, I'm just excited to hop on next week when we end this episode and eight more trades come through, and we can <laughs> be behind on that as well. Yeah, and when Alex Ovechkin 
Could, so Alex Ovechkin still UFA. What if he signs somewhere else? I don't think he will. But what if no, he, he did? Won't, but that would be a shock. Well, I don't even like. Oh, where would he go? Watch, he signs like a leagueman to go play with, like Crosby, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I said the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be neat. Free agency. There's a lot of big names this year with a lot of uncertainty. Like we're gonna have to see where Tarasenko goes. And Eichel trade seems inevitable uh you know like Tuka Rask is on the market Ovechkin's on the market Landeskog we don't know what's happening with Colorado there there are so so many free agents Philip Deneau right gonna be interesting to see where he yeah. goes Suter Parise I think are up um they are up because they just got bought out obviously Hyman sounds like he's gonna be gone Hyman yeah it sounds like he's in Edmonton whether it be for seven or eight years it, I imagine seven yeah um it's gonna be gonna be a busy week so um yeah i've got nothing else i'm very tired <laughs> it was it was a yeah, long night go, go take it now we had the we had the ride train going last night so it was uh nice yeah all righty well have a good week everybody and we will talk to you next week when nhl free agency hits peace out everyone <laughs>